Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party Podcast. I'm your fearless leader and host, Ben Ross. Standing next to me on my left is Max Brecky. How are you doing tonight, Max? Oh, you know, just uh, just living the dream, I suppose. Ellen the D, we all know it. And on Max's right is Harrison. Harrison, the Colonel. How are we doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? No, no white claw for me yet. Oh, really? No claw? What are we drinking then? I uh, got some uh, gin and ginger beer. Hendrix. Gin. What's your brand of gin? Hendrix tonight. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just drinking a Dasani. What's up, Dasani? Okay. Okay. Uh, Dasani. Brand, brand loyal to the bottled water. I get it. No, I hate Dasani. Dasani's trash. But it's what I had to do. You, are you, do you commit, consider yourself a bottled water sommelier? Would I be able to hand you a Evian? And an Aquafina. Evian's delicious. So the answer to my question is yes, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. If our paths ever cross, I think we're going to have to test this theory. But until then, we have the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team to talk about. Fresh off a number 22 ranking, falling an absolute dismantling of the Iowa State Cyclones in a 98-84 win on Thursday night in Iowa City. And boys... Is Iowa basketball back? No. <laughs> well, was I mean, back. I guess, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> defining, defining what, what, what is back, yeah. The, yeah, that would have been better if this was, like, two weeks ago or <laughs> like, something. Yeah, well, is back, uh, like, you know. <laughs> is it back from being back? team in the conference? Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, then I think Iowa could be, like, a top seven team in the conference. Yeah, they are who they are, I think, at this point. <laughs> they're back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we all agree, they're back. I mean, I think we know that they'd probably be a good team if they... I think they are a good team, but I think yeah. that conference-wise, I'm not sure the Big Ten is cut out for them, and that's kind of my fear after seeing how they've played against Wisconsin, Michigan State, just kind of the the grittiness of Big Ten basketball. Uh, you know, might have... You know, put them, put them a little on edge, caught them off, a little off guard. But the way they've been able to dominate the Pac-12, the AAC, and uh, the Big 12, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe the Big Ten's just kind of the wrong conference for this team. But I think they're good. Like, I think the 22 ranking is appropriate. Yeah. No, I, I think they're actually really good as well, but I completely agree that, like, and I think that what's going to happen, though, is that, they're just going to start the conference late off like 0-5, and, and they're just not going to be able to recover from it. And that's just, you know, what happens when you play Wisconsin, Michigan State, Purdue. Uh, I think they get Nebraska. Yeah, they yeah. get Nebraska at home. Yeah, but, you know, that's four games, you know, right out of the shoots against teams that are probably going to finish top five in the conference. Uh, yeah, I was really, really nervous of the scenario Max outlined just now if Iowa had lost to Iowa State. Uh, like I said, it'd be just a th- three-game three losing streak against, you know, three, three really good teams, and then you go and play absolutely nobody for four or five games afterwards. Like a um, whole month. An, an entire month. The rest of December is yeah. ass. Um, 
And so I was really nervous for what that might have done with this makeup, but I loved what we saw in that Iowa State game, especially after, um, you oh, know, man. getting dismantled by Michigan State. And it turns out maybe this Michigan State team is really one of the best Izzo has had, is what people are saying. I don't know. Um, but, I yeah, I, I'm really excited. I, number 22 does feel appropriate, and it does feel like the Big Ten is better top to down than as good as maybe mythologized. Um, yeah. Honestly, no. it might live up to its billing. Like uh, Rutgers might be decent. Is that a thing? The Northwestern's good this year. Again, maybe. Yeah, um, nobody they, knows. They've yeah. lost to Indiana and Michigan by like a combined four points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and both teams have been uh, pretty dang good. Ohio State should be good. Yeah, Penn I, State's I, not terrible. I don't think. Penn State actually might be the worst team. Between Penn State, yeah, Minnesota's good Penn too. State, all of a sudden, Minnesota's fine. Illinois, actually, excuse me, Illinois is utter trash. Oh, Minnesota, Illinois is so bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I work in an office of Illinois, like actual Illinois basketball fans, and they're miserable as 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 much as I am. Almost, it's amazing. They are three and seven. Not to turn this into an Illinois basketball podcast. No, let's do but it. They are three and seven. Granted, they've played some pretty good teams. Lost to Georgetown, lost to Gonzaga, lost to Iowa State, Xavier, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Ohio State. I mean, that's kind of a murderer's row uh, when Notre Dame and Xavier are the worst teams outside of that you've lost to. And you've yeah. had seven losses. So maybe it's like trial by fire. But, yeah, it's going to be – the Big Ten's going to be tough because I'm looking at Ken Palm right now, and obviously I had my Ken Palm rant, but – the, the way he's delineated these games, Iowa's only got two games against teams that are neither A nor B, four games against B teams, and then that makes, what, 12 A games remaining on the schedule? So, obviously, you know, take it with a small grain of salt. It is Ken Palm, after all. But... It's just a good way to see, like, okay, Iowa's got a pretty tough schedule, and, like, you look at how they played last year... The schedule they had last year was relatively easy, and they were complete and utter garbage. So I, you can see them have a significant step up in the way that they're playing, and I'm beginning to think maybe we don't see kind of the, the bump in wins like we thought. Um, I'm hopeful for 500. I'm going to remain hopeful for that. Um, but it's a tough sled. It's tough sled, and like you said, if they somehow start 0-5, it's just the type of thing that can snowball as, as we saw last year. Yeah. So uh, their next, so they've already lost to Wisconsin and Michigan state, obviously. And we'll talk about those, I think probably a little bit more, but their next few games in big 10 play Purdue at Purdue, uh, versus Nebraska at Northwestern and versus Ohio state before, you know, you get a couple of easier ones, but that, you know, none of those are gimmies. No, no. And even at Penn state after Ohio state, that is a, Iowa hasn't necessarily yeah. played there that well. We always lose to Penn State, I feel like. Yeah, we we haven't won, I don't think, at Penn State in at least a couple seasons now. I could uh, be wrong on that. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while. Um, I'll look it up. Let's see. Yeah, they uh, lost to Penn State last year at Penn State. I know they did for sure in 20... Uh, did play at before. Penn State in no? 2017. Lost oh, okay. at Penn State 2016. 
won at Penn State in overtime in 2015. There you go. So we haven't beaten the worst programs in uh, the Big Ten in their home court since 2015. Yeah. A place that is known for its, uh, (laughs) if Carver is known for how sterile the environment can be, oh boy. Yeah, that place is uh, a morgue. Yeah. Harrison, do you think going 500 in the Big Ten is a bare minimum for postseason hopes? Oh, that's a good question. Um, mm. I mean, it's going to depend on who the 500 Yeah, to- I know. It totally de- depends on strength of schedule. Like, but. I mean, if they're able to, like, beat Nebraska and Ohio State at home in the, I guess that would be the GOAT start two and four, then maybe you can squeak out at Penn State against Illinois, and then you're 4-4 four and four with Michigan State coming home. Like, I, I think, you know, it, it really is just going to be so game-to-game game with this team. Um, yeah. Just because they're so dependent on whether they're hitting shots. Uh, e- even against Iowa State, like, that was probably the least they could have won by. They had 20 turnovers. Plenty of them were line, live ball turnovers. They won by 14. And the defense was good when it needed to be good, but it wasn't, like, the defensive efforts we've seen. But they were also – Iowa State's a better team than, you know, the teams that they were running up, the less than one point per possession. So I think, you know, if I was hoping to get into the tournament, 500 is going to be really good because they're going to have some pretty good wins mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. in those yeah. 10 wins for, for big time play. Yeah, really, there aren't okay. even... I wouldn't even say that there's a ton of gimmies in the schedule. This schedule is... I mean, besides Illinois at home, like, I don't... Like, I could... You could convince me that Iowa could lose any of these games. Probably yeah. probably also Rutgers at home, but... Mm-hmm. You know, there's... This is a strong schedule. At least, you know, as we see things right now, obviously, you know, once mid-January, late January comes around... You know, February would probably look a little bit different. But as things stand right now, uh, you could, yeah, you could convince me that any of these games are pretty much a 50-50, if not worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Wisconsin game. Thoughts? Honestly, it was so long ago. Honestly, (laughs) I don't. Like... Blocked it from my memory. I mean, honestly, we we can talk about it, but I really... I'm fine if we just talk about Iowa State. Okay. It's up to you guys. Whatever. Should have talked I mean, about this before. I, Iowa should have beaten Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should that, have. That's it. Really. <laughs> yeah. Dimitri Trice got hot, and that was mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah, and we got, got and we got hosed by Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, and the refs. Five, yeah. Eight on five. Like I always hate. Like the refs weren't the reason Iowa lost the yeah. game at Michigan State, but like it's just you just can't win a game five on eight, and it's fine. Like I. I took the defensive performance kind of with a grain of salt. Like, I, it was just so bad, and it was an outlier of what we've seen from this season so far that it's like, you know what, they kind of, I can see why that happened. But they're also very unique because of how they were attacking. They, like, they broke the zone exactly how you're supposed to break it every single time, and you just don't see college teams do that. So, um, kudos to them. Iowa deserved to lose. Michigan deserved that huge win. But, man, it was nice to play Iowa State, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I want to talk about Iowa State. Yeah, how, how much are we going to talk about uh, Jacobson? Oh, all of it. Oh. 
Yeah. What actually the thing I'm most curious about, which I've I've seen a little bit, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of it on the internet, is how do you think this game looks if Wigginton plays? Oh. I, like I'm surprised how little that discussion's been. I'm actually kind of surprised that Iowa State fans haven't, you know, yeah. continuously brought up the fact that hey, you know what, Iowa beat us without our best player. You know, this game, this win doesn't count, just like the football game didn't win or football win. Didn't yeah, because our best quarterback was sitting on the bench. Yeah, and it was our first game of the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, I'm not sure how different it is. I mean, it just because the. I just don't know who he takes minutes from. Obviously, he takes it from the, the from Halliburton. From Halliburton, but like I mean, they're uh, they god. His stats were not bad that game. He was he's better defensively than Wigginton is. Like Wigginton, or excuse me, Halliburton was able to guard Cook in the post, which is something Wigginton can't do. Um, I don't think it swings it, and I actually saw. Uh, today that the ESPN guy, Draft Express, had Taylor Horton Tucker as the 25th best prospect. You're lying. I'm, I'm dead serious. And Ugh. Wigginton, 69th. Nice. I, yeah. I, I do think the game would have been somewhat different. I think it would have been a lot closer um, if Wigginton plays, but that's because they just had nobody who could get up a shot in that one. When they needed one, and Wigington—that's what he does—is he, yeah, he just gets buckets. Scoring, yeah, that dude just gets buckets, and you know, obviously defensively, he's not, you know worse than probably most of the guys that they were running out there. But I do think that it's closer, just because when they needed a shot, they would have at least had him to you know at least try to get that shot. You know, nobody else they had was getting them. What they were like four of twenty from three point range, six you know, of twenty three. So. Six of twenty three, not much better. Yeah, basically. No, not but, at all. You know, they he you know, he's somebody that, you know, I think I would have been a lot more afraid of off the dribble than you know, Wington and whoever else. But Yeah, I was actually kind of disappointed cuz I mean, I guess I've watched just the Arizona game and and then this game and I was kind of surprised to see how passive Nick Wilder Bab was. Um just because I had kind of thought that he was, you know, kind of a point guard kind of you know, able to be someone you could rely on to get a shot, and uh, yeah, they definitely missed Wigginton in that respect. That's too much Iowa State talk, though, because Tyler Cook went 12 16. He did, and uh, Isaiah Moss showed out, and Nick Bear showed out. What was the last time Iowa had two scores in the 20s, I wonder? It's, I'm just thinking to myself now, it's something else I didn't. Probably Cook and Moss. You're honestly probably right. Uh, if not those two, then probably like Utah and Jock. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but that was fun. Oh, it was uh, Wieskamp and Garza against Alabama State. Okay, oh, then. So, like, so, you know, like a whole, like, four, ten four days, days ago? Four, yeah, four days ago. <laughs> God damn. Thank you, Harrison. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, th- I thought it might have been someone this year, but, I mean, it's against Alabama State. Does that really, I mean, it counts, oh, but. Why can't we get that every night out of Jose Amas? Mm. I mean, when his shot's not on, he's he just you know curls up in a ball and you know into the fetal position. 
Like he's he's just not good when he can't get his you know shot and he doesn't want to shoot the ball and you know I think that's the biggest thing with him and that's probably something we're gonna see a lot of the season is if he's not feeling his shot even a little bit he's not gonna play like at all in the second half and I think Fran's shown that early early and often you know and as much as nine games as you can see that but when he hasn't been playing well Fran hasn't been afraid to take him out of the lineup and I kind of respect that. A lot because last year, you know, Moss, you know, when he was dribbling around, dribbling the air out of the ball, and you wouldn't take a shot because his confidence was down. He was continuously, you know, in charge of ball handling over whoever yeah, also, our de facto point guard was. Sorry. Oh no, no. I mean, your point about him handling the ball. I mean, I think he's in a better position now because he doesn't have to do any secondary ball handling because we can rely on McCaffrey for that mm-hmm. um but also to your point like I would love to see him just kind of come out and score 10 to 14 points in every first half like that should be how they try and set him up because you just kind of ride that wave and then if he's not feeling it in the second half he's not feeling it you can take him out you have some lineups that you can play with if you're Fran but yeah, I mean, I, I, if you just gave me a 12-point half from Isaiah Moss every single game, that's what I would take. I, yeah. I don't even need, like, the full game. I think it's just so important for him to be really good in one half that, you know, that that's kind of what they need. A I'd even bit of take, a microwave guy. I'd even take a couple of halves of, like, seven points apiece. Like, if he scored, like, you know, 13, 15 points in a game, like, I would settle for that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's... But, yeah, not, when, when he's not on, he's just... Okay. He's not even going to try to be on. But go ahead, but go ahead Ben. Go ahead. Uh, I my, my thing delayed. I don't know. It's delaying again right now. Um, can you ben? hear me? Did you yeah, yeah. You, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I don't... You guys are cutting in and out. Um, I, I, I'm rattled. <laughs> uh, you have any thoughts on Isaiah Moss? Yeah, I mean, uh, you said what, seven, fourteen points, seven points a half, fourteen. You just now, uh, yeah, that'd be great. You said he's, I mean, you think he's a little streaky. If uh, you think that's not a high enough mountain to summit for him to still ride that wave, as you so to speak, as you said earlier, for an entire game, yeah, I'm all about that. Um, I think it was, I was, it's most exciting. He couldn't miss. Oh my god, that was great. Eight for twelve on the night, four for five from three. Uh, that was really, I think, the game against Wisconsin, what we shoot from three, like 28% or 26%. Yeah, um, and against Michigan State, too. That was really frustrating against Wisconsin, because that was kind of the difference in Wisconsin. Um, <clears throat> I just love seeing this team light up uh, the scoreboard from long range. That's a lot of fun. And it wasn't really, Bowen Hannon was only one for five. Um, Bear was four for five, but four for five as well from uh, deep. Uh, I'm I'm looking. I know Northern Iowa isn't uh, as good as they usually are, uh, but I'm hoping to see something. I hope we just dominate them, and then we're able to coast against the Tahiti Tech and um, University of American Samoa. Rest. Uh. <laughs> well, they might they might have uh, AJ Epinesa. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> damn. I'm not convinced that. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced that those teams aren't on the schedule either. I, I, you I don't. don't everything I say on this podcast is true. Um, I don't lie to you, dear listener. 
Uh, yeah, I, what else? Sorry, I'm, I'm the, the the whole microphone situation that just occurred really threw me off. Um, you're right about Northern Illinois, though, Ben. Or, excuse me, Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa. Oh my God, freaking Sutton Smith still. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sutton Smith still in our heads. Hold on, months I later. wanna. We actually didn't talk Cordell Pemsel. What about that development? Uh, the weirdest that, thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely nuts. I do appreciate him specifically coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to uh, shame wide right Natty Light, and he. Oh my God! Yeah, they are still. That tweet is not deleted. Still, God. No, wait, oh, wait, if it was, he, there'd be screenshots. Wait, what? He. No, he just he played to, in spite of the blog that the oh, blog oh, blog oh, oh, out oh, west. Oh yes, um, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, a bunch of idiots over there. Do we? I like he. He played great. Like sixteen minutes is exactly. Like if we could do that, every, talk about doing something every night. Talk about that out of Cordell Pemsel every night. That's the best Cordell Pemsel, best version of him, I think. Yeah, that was the best performance he's had since his freshman season. Probably he probably had a good one last year. Maybe. But like that was you know sixteen minutes of intense basketball, diving on the floor for loose balls. You know, getting uh getting his shots up. Getting the technical. Yeah, getting the technical yeah, getting and uh, shoving somebody. Oh. That was great. Yeah, that the 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 one the technical he got was a little deserved. misguided, but like it was, it was deserved. so deserved, so totally deserved. deserved. But and I loved it, and I was so afraid that that was like gonna flip the game. Yeah, I, I was, was too. I, I was, was really up, scared what, like, too. 10, and then I think it was eight. Shayok just made yeah. one free throw. They were able to get the defensive possession after they had already called, like forced a turnover. It's like, oh my god, what a bunch of idiots! <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. They were able to do it. Yeah, that was that was a frightening, you know, few minutes until Iowa very quickly, uh, you know, proved that they ha- they were going to be winning that game, you know, handedly. But yeah, that was a few minutes where I was incredibly worried. But I was about to say, if there's one athlete that if there's one Iowa athlete that I want on my side in a bar fight, it's probably Cordell Pemsel. Connor hmm. McCaffrey too. Well, I, mean, I don't. I think he's like, I mean, Dare I say it? I mean, I think he's got the most tattoos on any of any Iowa player. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. <laughs> most, <laughs> most, is that a most, is that an indictment <laughs> on his no, toughness? No, most inked up Hawkeye. All day. I mean, if we're uh, nobody's taking Tyler Cook, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, otherwise, I'm on. I'm Luca Garza, baby. Well, and no, actually, I always got a lot no. of mean streets players because ryan creener with his wingspan yeah he, he'd throw down too nation daily's got a wingspan too oh that's a and point. a mustache mustache yeah. but fighter but he uh yeah, never mind. i'm not no, going there, going there. <laughs> uh no i mean it, that, that's just exactly what you want that's kind of what i thought creener was gonna bring a little more of against wisconsin and michigan state so it was nice to see penzel come back with it and if he's able to go 12 to 16 minutes every game in the conference, it's going to be a difference. So I think I'm holding out hope because when he said he was going to redshirt, it made sense for him to redshirt. But after seeing kind of the team waver a little bit, it's like, uh, maybe we do need uh, the the grit of Pemsel a little more than I thought. I don't remember ever, like, I also don't remember ever seeking it going out to look for it, but I never got like a great explanation. Like they ruled him out for the season and then he's playing six days later. 
the way they framed it was post fact like okay he's got this thing that's like really literal 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 screws in his knee rolling around is the way the the original release read yeah right pretty much pretty much and it's like so it was painful but it was never like a an actual issue like an issue where it like could a lead structural to worse issue things yeah yeah so I, it's like like it really is day to day. That's not helpful because we're all day to day. But <laughs> I'm doubtful for tomorrow. <laughs> doubtful for tomorrow. But I mean, I'll tell like, my boss that tomorrow. When he feels better, he can play. When he doesn't feel better, he can't play. So it's like, well, maybe if it's just it's if it's something where he can kind of quote unquote fight through the the rest of the season, get it taken care of at the end of the season. To me, it almost seemed like a way for Fran to shorten the rotation. That's kind of the way I read it after seeing Cordell play. It's like, mm-hmm. is he actually just kind of doing this so that he can shorten the rotation, extend Pemsel's career? Huh. But, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> we shall see. Maybe not indeed. I just had my audio cut out for like a good two minutes, so I yeah, I'm pulling a bend now. It's rattle, rattle, rattles, rattles your cage real good. So I'm just gonna (laughs) sit here in silence for a minute longer. All right, you um, we go find a white claw or something. Anything else we want to talk about for this Iowa basketball team? Uh, I've got nothing intelligent to say about Northern Iowa. I can't name one player on there. No, Northern Iowa is worse than I thought they'd be. That's really all I'll say. Is Um, Wes Washpun still there? No. He's long gone. He was in Oglesby class. <laughs> He's in. Oh, yeah, yeah one, I think the one I'm, thing that does scare me about you and I. This is the last time ugh. they're gonna play each other indefinitely. So I can feel that there might be something that is just like intangible that's weird about this game. They also have a low house who played with Connor. That was the name. That was the name I was trying to think of. Okay. So yeah, still and low AJ house. Green yeah. is really good. Allegedly, but he's probably being asked to do a little too much. Just mm-hmm. looking at his stat line on Kempom. So. Uh, the game is in Des Moines, correct? Yeesh. No. Oh, yeah. What? Is it? Yeah, it's at Wells Fargo. Yeah, that's what oh. I thought. This, yeah, because Iowa, oh, yeah. Yeah, Iowa State's playing Drake. Um, okay, well, I've got nothing else intelligent to add. Well, when have you ever added anything intelligent? Oh, oh boy. Did I Did walk into that? Predictions? His predictions were really good. <laughs> Those were great. <laughs> it's too bad I'm not, at, like, I should, be a, an, I should be an odds maker, and I should get on the other side of the table, I guess. The winning side of the table. The criminal should become the lawmaker. Uh, okay. Football awards, right? Should be next? TJ Hawkinson. Second team All-American, not good enough. There are three All-American mentions on an eight-win Iowa football team. I I don't know why it's not being talked about more. That's I think that's inexcusable. I think that's horrible. I know it's sec. I know it's two second team and one third team. I don't yeah. care. Having having three All-American honorees on one fo- on the same football team and only squeak out eight wins in a horrible. Horrible division in a horrible conference <laughs> is is the most angry I've been 
seeing seeing this postseason success that our players are enjoying, I'm really glad they're doing it because they weren't able to enjoy it during the season, obviously, for reasons we've hashed over. But seeing that kind of talent go to waste is infuriating. It's so bad, and uh, it's not being talked about anywhere. I think it's no other team that with that many with that much talent would what? I was going to say, there's probably some other teams that were supposed to be good and then aren't good. But do they have three All-Americans on the team? Maybe. I'm not, I don't I'm have, pull, I'm I don't have this up. information in front of me. <sighs> but, I mean, the, the point remains, Ben. Like, the, and that, that was kind of the thing. We, we got into it with Slack a little bit. And not really even get into it, but, like, you kind of even look at the stats of this team. Like, there there's really no one that had, like bad statistics right like no, no one who's like kind of under- underachieved formed. no like M- nate stanley obviously was kind of the guy that we thought could you know could he be a guy that gets 30 touchdowns for this team yeah well you said sta- uh, stagnated was what we said for him and i still stand by that and but everyone else kind of brought it up the linebackers were better than i thought they'd be you know hooker little, shifting down there yeah. helps but yeah it's like the talent on this team is like oh my god and they lost to Wisconsin by 14. Granted, it was a weird 14. They lost to a completely mediocre Penn State team. Oh, my God. Yeah, I like, it's it's going to go down as one of the weirdest seasons of Kirk Ferentz's tenure, I think. Because, especially if somehow oh, yeah. it has two first-round draft picks at skill positions. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's where we're going. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't disagree. I do think that... If there's any position group that probably wasn't as good as, uh, probably not even as good as advertised, because I don't think that they were ever going to be considered, you know, all that great was defensive, or not defensive backs, but just cornerbacks. But that's also, oh, yeah. you're starting two true freshmen for however long that they did, few games at least, uh, because of injury. So, you know, that's one of those kind of ones where you're like, yeah, like it makes sense to look at it that way. But And that's probably, the only game that probably cost us was the Purdue game. Yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, that's maybe that was the case. maybe Penn State, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean they're probably that's probably one win right there. But yeah. Okay, so to your point, Ben, here are teams that had three or more, but also at least one first team. Yeah, I look at the same thing you are right yeah, now. Yeah, K- Kentucky, Texas you know, A&M, not Wisconsin. that good. Notre Dame, Washington. I think A and M and Wisconsin are kind of comparable. Both them. Notre Dame is pretty comparable. Pretty bad team. Okay. <laughs> um, I hate Notre Dame. Yeah. Sorry. Son Smith being a first team All American. Also, I mean, I think Epinesa. What are the stats this year? I don't even know. I am looking that up right now. Um, Epinesa and Nelson getting. I mean, kind of snubbed. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them. Um. He had a casual 15 sacks and 24.5 tackles for loss, so pretty good. Considering but, that he uh, did nothing in the Iowa game, so he only played yeah. 11 games this season. 12. <laughs> he only played 12. That's hilarious. Yeah. He did have the one sack <clears throat> against Iowa. Uh, here's where he goosed it. Four sacks against Western Michigan Ooh. in the second to last game of the season. Got to do things at the end of the season people remember. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. But, uh... 
I don't think AJ Epinesa or uh, yeah, I mean, Nelson were snubbed. Like no, I think Big Ten awards like Epinesa was first team, wasn't? Mm-hmm. No, second team. He was second team. He was first yeah. in one and second in another. I thought. I think it was second and third. Yeah, I'm, uh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, it's been so long. We're good bloggers. I've had to think about football. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but uh. I'm not really surprised that he didn't. I'm not surprised that he wasn't a um, Hall American, just because also snap counts, and uh, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole either. Snap counts. Oh my God. There's a there's a phrase that I'll be happy not to see for what is it? I five guess months. Eight months. Isn't it more like eight months? I think so. Do we think Hawkinson? Bolts. Yep. He needs to. Like I just. You really? Just have to. No. Yeah. I think he stays. Oh. Okay. All right. There's your plan uh, for it. Max. In inflates his stats next year as Iowa's lone pass catching tight end. Hmm. Cements himself as a top ten draft pick. Yeah. There we go. Uh, well, what's he projected at? You said, didn't you say Harrison? Thirty. Yeah, Tiny there was athletic. an athletic piece that had Fant 29th and Hawkinson 30th. 30th. That's, I mean, that's not creative at all. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same player, you see. I think <laughs> yes. I mean, 30. That's uh, it's still in the first round, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Both. Yeah, there are 32 yes, NFL yes. teams. If you're a tight end, if you're being projected in the first round, you go. I mean, if you're anyone, well, I guess it was. Sheriff, he wasn't. He was projected in the first round, but Ferentz is like, "Oh, I can make a man out of you." Oh, and, and then he was a top five pick, right? Yeah, I think he went third or fourth overall to Washington. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, and I think Hooker's staying. People were talking. About, I don't know enough about this class of, of safety for, but I think Hooker's going to stay. Disagree. Really. Yeah, I just don't know oh. how valued safeties are, right? So who are you? They're not. So who are you agreeing with there? I don't um, know. He's bolting. <laughs> he's bolting. Disagree with me. If you're, My if takes you're... on this podcast are always correct. I think Anthony Nelson's more likely to leave than Hooker. Disagree. Jesus. Actually, I I thought Nelson was going to leave at the beginning I did too. of the season, but I'm not sure now because I'm just <clears> he had not a good sure. season. I don't might... think it was good enough. Yeah. Okay. Because he's definitely someone that could I like that take. have a good season and get into the end of the first round for next year, whereas right now he's probably... That's like fair. He could, very, he could very well boost his draft stock with a you know, stellar year. Especially get this. With Epinesa. Yep. Full-time. Alonso, yeah. I mean, that that's the tandem Iowa will lose next year is Epinesa yeah. and Nelson. I mean, those two potential first-round talents, mm-hmm. but... Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just. I. I there's no. Who's refreshing for Twitter? Hawkinson to stay, in my opinion, especially if he's like right on the edge. It's like just get into the league, make money two years when you would be doing this me. for free. Thank you. Like I just, it, it's just easy. You can always come back. I mean, granted, maybe he's got some real cool buds on the team that he wants to hang out with more, but I don't know. I yeah. just assume Hawkinson's from like the smallest town in the entire state of Iowa. So that could. It's at a claw. 
No, he's um, Hawkinson's from Virginia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not see that? <laughs> what is, are you playing? A tri- Stop playing tricks on me! I thought you said no, you no, wouldn't no, do no, that no, again. No, it's not a trick. It's not a trick. The um, the All American uh, list that, that came out during the Iowa Iowa State game listed T.J. Hawkinson as from uh, Virginia. Sure, Ooh, Virginia. I missed that. I, yeah. I did not see that. Okay. <laughs> That God. was pretty funny. That's the only thing people noticed. I like. I made a joke about him being second team, and I think I got more comments about the Virginia part than I got about him being second team. Do we have yeah. any concern about him being a second team All American? No, Why? I mean I'm what not surprised. I, did, I mean, it just seemed like there was some hullabaloo about it. It's like, yeah, that's what happens when you have two All American tight ends. They're gonna take votes away from each well, other. Well, and on, on paper, the A and M guy, Jay Sternberger, his stats were superior. He had. 12 touchdowns like yeah his, his receiving stats were yeah yeah they but, were uh, they're better and and he had like eight or eight or nine hundred yards and maybe four, four more catches yeah S-C-C. so S-C-C. i'm sure there, there's more S-C-C. one voter that just looks at a box score which i mean it's not surprising and conference right yeah 804 is a lot of so receiving I, yards yeah i'm not mad about it the right person won the award and i think the right person's getting the first team all-american i think that makes sense if that makes sense right? okay Okay. Yeah, best tight end and all-American tight end are completely different things. I said that ooh. somewhat sarcastically, ooh. but uh, that's funny. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you look when it's a like a group of people because it's like the Mackey Award group choosing from a smaller group of players. Then, like, I don't even. Th- I think both of them, if Fance the third instead of one of the other guys. I don't think either of them win the award. Would be my would be my take. So I think you know. All Say of that the again. Iowa, like if both Iowa players were up for the Mackey Award, then neither of them would have won it. Because oh, they they'd still they'd still vote for me. Yeah, they'd still vote for each other. Yeah. What if only Fant was nominated? Ooh. Oh. I think Sternberger wins still. Yeah. I yeah. Would agree, I would agree. With Absolutely. That. Um, yeah, just because I think that Hawkinson won it just because of his reputation as a blocker, and I think that the Mackey voters are probably taking that much more into account than all American voters are. But uh, nice point, Max. I, yeah, thank you. Woo! That's what I was. That's what I was getting across when I said that was kind of a sarcastic statement. Um, Thirty-eight minutes in, American. we said something smart on this podcast. <laughs> it's not often I do, apparently. Oh, there's just us in general, not just you, <laughs> yeah. all of us. So I, I said royal we. Royal week. But, but yeah, no, so I think that Sternberger and, uh, you know, no Fant are similar enough as pass-catching tight ends to the point where I think Sternberger would have taken it just because his stats were better than Fant's by a large margin this season. Okay. Who do we think, then, is tight end? So let's say Hawkinson stays. Or, I don't know. Because he will. Because he will. Who's tight end, too, next year? Is it Drew Cook? Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, Marv Cook Jr. I think it's going to be Byer. I think it's Byer, too. But I, th- I do want it to be Drew Cook. I think, like, I don't think there's going to be anyone that could make the fan base more excited than Drew Cook standing up, catching a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I think Kinnick will just go nuts his first touchdown. Like, nuts. Yeah. 
I think the old people will. I don't think I, that the, the students young people will get it. The students it. will totally. There will be. <laughs> well, they will because they're students. <laughs> right. They'll be drunk. They'll be. They'll just be happy. They'll be happy we scored. They won't understand the implication. Yeah. The implication. Um, I, I, I've got my eggs in the Drew Cook basket. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think I think it'll be buyer, but I'd be very very happy to see Cook, Cook beat him out. Mm-hmm. God, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to talk about next year's football team. R.I.P. Second. Time no, so let's talk about the bowl start. game. Bowl game. Oh yeah, we're playing Mississippi State. Forty minutes into this podcast, we're gonna tell you who our football team Klinga, is playing. Clanga, 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 I'm gonna do this the entire rest of the podcast just Klinga, so you guys gotta get prepared Klinga. for the bowl game. Iowa fans, here's what you need to do: get a cowbell, take it into Raymond James Stadium if you're going. Don't let it be one-sided. Clanga, clanga, Vuvuzelas, both ways. I'm saying. Clanga, I, clanga, both yeah, ways. I like Vuvuzelas. God, that's <laughs> What good. an annoying football game that would That'd be. be yeah. I'm not looking forward. To, I'm going to watch this on mute. I i don't know if I'll even be able to watch the bowl game, actually. Do you guys? What, I, um, go ahead. Why not? I want to hear about your New Year's Day plans. Oh, I'm going to be flying. Oh, are you going to be in Minnesota? Yeah, I will be. Oh, let's get together. I'll be there, yeah, too. Oh, okay. Hey, Harrison, come on up. We'll uh, record a podcast yeah. live. Live, you know, live podcast? Yeah. From, from a bar somewhere. Minnesota's beautiful in late December. Yeah, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> I thought Minnesota would be beautiful in April last year, and uh, guess what? <laughs> it, it snowed. snowed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most on-brand state of them all. Um. What about, oh yeah, watching this game on mute. Uh, do you guys know anybody going to the game? I don't know. What kind of person goes to the, I don't know, never mind. Uh, yeah, does not move <laughs> probably, the needle. Probably somebody <laughs> listening to this podcast. Does not move uh, the needle don't. to me. Yeah, maybe an Iowa fan. I, I, I went to the Outback Bowl when we lost to LSU. That was a good time. Uh, I was there. I've never, never been to Tampa. I was there with the Daily Iowan as a credentialed reporter spent new year's yeah. eve in the press room of the hilton hotel it was nice Is your mom proud ah. wow saying that out loud very adult of you i know you down in ybor city or whatever it's called uh yeah so it's a podcast goes off i'll tell the rest of the story um <laughs> <laughs> uh god tampa just doesn't uh, i don't know florida sucks as a state uh doesn't excite me and Mississippi State doesn't excite me either. It's a new coach, not not much history. The coach that we faced before, Joe Moorhead. I think Mississippi State's quarterback sucks. What's his name? Nick Collins. No, Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald, same thing. Uh, <laughs> Irish. Um, I think we're gonna. I, I know he's a rushing quarterback, but he's not nearly as much of a big of a threat as rushing quarterbacks I would normally see. I think. I think we bottle them up. I don't think it's really that much of a game. I think we have a chance to win two bowl games in a row. Nine wins is okay. It's fine. It's acceptable. Redeems some. Well, we're not really going to preview this yet. I just wanted to. Oh, well. Okay. How, do you, how do we feel about it? Fine. Oh, okay. I like it because I think it's going to force Brian to potentially be creative. Especially, like, I think actually Kirk will be like, you know what? I don't like how... That Noah Fant left this program. Now he's got a southern accent all of a sudden. Yeah, um, the boy I, from Maine. You spent you spent a little bit too t- much time in Arkansas. <laughs> That's I know, why I called right? him the Colonel. 
<laughs> the colonel. I just think there's a, there's a, you know, I think there's going to be reason for them to paint outside, color outside the lines, to crayon outside the lines. Like, I just, and if they don't, I'm going to be disappointed, so I'm setting myself up for disappointment, but. You bring up a good point, uh, and, and now I'm interest, more interested in the bowl game than I was 30 seconds ago. Because I feel like the pinstripe... It'll be interesting to see how Brian coaches in this game. Because the pinstripe bowl, they're obviously hamstrung with the weather and the field conditions. Uh, and their play calling, I think. Uh, and here, it'll, it'll be more like a normal game if it's not a monsoon in Tampa. Which it very well could be. <laughs> could be, yeah. 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 And, I mean, last year, I was going up against a very, high, very highly rated defense as well in BC. And they didn't, like, you know, move the ball amazingly but they did i think that, that was, was the that final was a, score of that game that was 20s. an akram game he had a couple returns. akram wildly had two really nice serves. yeah uh, he spe- had one special teams plays Smith marset had one yeah but you know still it'll be it'll be an interesting thing that i am excited to see brian kind of either it'll be a make it or break it game for brian for me i think um i like that i kind of like that take yeah, it's a it's a it's a top five defense in the country. If Iowa sucks on offense in that game, I'm not gonna really judge him on that. I guess. But you're saying it could make it for you. It could yes. give you reason yeah. to believe Brian and Nate Stanley in 2019 can bring Iowa to glory. Yeah, I, I guess that I can. You can you can convince me into that with a lot of returning pieces on offense, and by a lot I mean pretty much everybody except for at least one of the tight ends that was our leading receiver. But hey, guess what? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I love this laying the foundation game. Yeah, I'm all in now. I'm gonna watch every second of this bowl game on the edge of my seat. I still man. won't. Okay. Because <laughs> you I know, mean, I'll I, be on but a I do, like I I think that like you look back at all the different outback bowls I was played, and there are a lot of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Six and sixteen years or fifteen. Whatever. So absurd. Like there are different variations. Like all the Kirk Ferentz smorgasbord is in the Outback Bowl. Take your pick, and this is something I want to look at. So, but I just feel like it's gonna resemble one of the previous Outback Bowls. I just hope it's not uh, the one against Florida from two years ago, or the one against LSU from I forgot four about years the Florida ago. one already. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I've been sitting here thinking, man, the last time we played in the Outback Bowl was the LSU game, and nope. then you've just had to remind me that we played Florida that's two years all, ago. That was our Blackheart first gold bowl game. Yeah, and I already forgot about it. Yeah, well. Mems, hashtag Mems. That was like the only Aaron Men's game we've ever had. Oh, <laughs> and, and will ever have, yeah. Uh, Damn. Best of luck to Aaron Men's. Hate, hate to see it. Breaking news, Aaron Menz is no longer a Hawkeye. Breaking news from two weeks ago. Like this oh, isn't yes. even like this this isn't even like it happened tonight. This is like this happened like a year ago. Yeah, we cut it's on the blog. People know. We gave them the news. That's fair, I guess yeah. nobody's listening to this if they don't like our blog. Um <laughs> God. <laughs> That's a pull. Oh you're lucky. Uh what's next? Um, Overall Big Ten thoughts? It oh. seems like there's the, the division things kind of coming coming around. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. I don't think this will ever happen in a million years. I think it's what specifically? dumb fodder that they'll just put the two best teams in the Big in the Big Ten championship game, the teams with the best Big Ten record. They'll eliminate um, divisions. 
more or less. I'm on that kind of. I'm kind of on that train of thought. That you know. That's what it was this year. That's my argument. The two best teams did play each other: is Ohio State, Michigan, and the Big Ten championship game is just pageantry. Is there? Yeah. For whatever. And that's that was what I was gonna say. Is that I I could see them going to the whole um, no divisions, best two teams in the conference play each other for the championship. But because it's most likely just going to be Michigan and Ohio State a bunch of years in a row, uh, and they already play each other in the last week of the season, I don't think anybody wants to watch that two weeks in a row except for Michigan and Ohio State fans. And probably just Michigan fans because Ohio State's going to wipe the floor with them the week before. Yeah, do they even want to watch it two in a row? Like, yeah, that's and, also, and also a fair here's point. my take. I don't think any result between Ohio State and Michigan changes what happens. Absolutely like not. Absolutely still think not. Ohio State gets shut out. Maybe the only thing that is is if Michigan comes back the next week and just lambasts Ohio State. Yeah. Like I think maybe that's the only thing. Is like okay, last week was a fluke. It was a home game for Ohio State, but I just like I just don't see what it gets, and it's just it's just so stupid. Like the the Rosillo had the head of the playoff committee or whatever it's called on. And really it's like, it is ultimately it's a moving target every year. Even like that four spot is a moving target. Exactly. So you can't aim for it by structurally changing your, your conference. You're forgetting one thing though. Jim Delaney runs this conference. He's an idiot. No, Jim Delaney's, (laughs) The moving target. A genius. Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Um, the move. I want to go back to the original point. The moving target is the best best way I've heard this described. Um, just because. Yeah. They, I think it's they'd be changing it. I I think you know nine years out of ten the whole system works itself out, and if they change it, it'd be trying to fix that one year it doesn't. Um, I think it's dumb. I want to hear you defend Jim Delaney now. Yeah, I mean, I guess the point is, and I went, I went back. You want me to defend Jim Delaney? Oh, well, you know, I was kidding, but you can. Well, I mean, the defense is the Big Ten Network. Yeah, that's like, exactly what well, it is. Yes. Yeah, defense dollars. But then you think about the, 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 the Big Ten Network brought in Rutgers in Maryland. Yes. Eh. Yeah. And everybody's Nebraska, still, everybody's still so, so rich that... I could have a day in my walk-in closet. But I like the thing is, is like we're we're <laughs> a bidet in a walk-in closet. That's hilarious. Uh, How impractical! We're, um, we're headed towards an eight-team t- playoff. Is Correct. really what it comes. Do down you really to, believe like, that? At least six. At least six. In, at least six. And what's the, what's your time frame? You predict that? Uh, twenty twenty-three. I would say, yeah, five years, right? I'm really? Gonna... You think in five years we'll have an eight-team playoff? Oh, yeah. Six. I don't think either of those will happen in five years. Nobody cares. Uh, yeah, think. we're the playoffs will be expanded sooner than later. And wow. Really, like, I am selling. You, But you look at the way that it's played out in the last five years we have now, and the Big Ten actually comes out kind of roses in these scenarios. 2014, Ohio State's the only team that gets in with an 18 playoff. 18 playoff being um, five major conferences, 
group of five opponent and two at-larges determined by the remaining uh, where the at-large numbers shake out in the college football playoffs. There's one in 2014 Ohio State. In 2015, there are three teams. Number five, Michigan State. Excuse me, number three, Michigan State. Number five, Iowa. Number seven, Ohio State. 2016, number three, Ohio State. Not the champion. Number five, Penn State, the champion. Number six, Michigan. 2017, Ohio State, Wisconsin. 2018, we get Ohio State. Michigan does not make it because they get jumped by UCF and Washington. Point being, As they like, it's going to be a moving target, and I think it's going to expand, and chances are the Big Ten very well may benefit from that expansion more than any other conference, including the SEC. Heard it here first. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Do you like... No, I'm not. I don't hate it. Do you like Oklahoma getting in this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, they already did. Didn't, no, I'm no, saying that, sorry. they were the, you know, they're the team on the fringes. Them or like Ohio State or I don't even know who else. I mean, to me, it's kind of a joke that Georgia was number five over Ohio State. That, yeah. Like, oh, I, that's I, point. I mean, that's pointless. Like it, it's. I it's think just, anything outside of top four is utterly pointless. We don't need to talk about them. Why'd you waste yeah. breath on that? But yeah, no. I mean, Oklahoma as number four. That. I have no qualms about that. I think it's that. absolutely that the, right the right choice. Pick. Yeah, it's absolutely the right yeah, pick. They, they were consistently better than Ohio State this season. That's what mm-hmm. I'm so confused by with all this talk of eight teams. I think they got it right this year. I think that I think this is the year they've got it the most correct, especially compared with last year and two years ago. I think these are the four teams that absolutely should be in the conversation. As a Georgia fan, people said that Georgia should still be in. Absolutely not. This whole thing is... It's a three-team playoff to beat Alabama, is what this is. And Georgia had their chance, and they lost. Why, the, why should they get another chance? Um, I don't think, absolutely not, does Ohio State deserve to be in consideration with these other four teams. Um, UCF absolutely does not. Uh, I, I think this is the best they've done. I really, I'm happy with this four-team playoff. I don't think we'll see, I think we will see an 18 playoff. I think that's 10 years down the line. I don't think we see any drastic changes the next five years, this whole thing moves like a dinosaur. It took 10 years to get the playoff by itself. It's not expanding within a decade of its formation. Um, that's just my two cents. I think this is going to be the best playoffs we'll have, honestly. Um, well, this is year four of the playoff? Year, year five. five. Year five. Year f- so in five more years, that'll be year 10. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Right. Oh, okay. Lawyer. Well, no, okay, I mean, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, that's fair, that's fair. I, I still think an 18 playoff is 10 years down the line. And I don't think we'll ever see a 16. No, I, what are I we betting on this? 16 is way too many. I, I said 16, not 16. Oh, 16? 16 well, is r- ludicrous. 6 is silly. And 6 is almost as ludicrous as 16. <laughs> I'd rather do 16 than 6, I think. I think six would be interesting. So six be would be a little bit interesting. So here's my problem with eight is that it's going to be Alabama versus... so many versus, games. Well, not even just that, but like it's going to be Alabama versus a team who is the eight seed, who probably has two losses. UCF. And, or UCF, who... Uh, I don't even want to see that game at all. That's a good point. That's not even, it's not even remotely intriguing. Can't so you like guys just be six, happy like, with four? Just be content. No, I'm never happy. Neither am I, but, like, 
If I can settle, I'm a Bulls you and can. Blackhawks fan. I'm not, no. No, I, no, you're right though. I mean, this year the four is 100% correct. Yeah, there's no con- there's no yeah. controversy whatsoever. If there's con- if the only controversy is just man-made. I guess man controversy by definition is man-made. Right. But it's people fishing. Like it's it's yeah, it's clicks, it's views, it's the only reason to say that Georgia deserved to be in over Oklahoma is just cockamamie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kirby Smart owes me 50 bucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. I'm more sorry to say it. <laughs> I bet I'm more sorry than you are. I don't doubt that. Oh, boy. Feeling, um, feeling sorry for yourself. It's a tradition like no other. Drinking bourbon in my bed, talking to a computer, feeling sorry for myself, just like every other Tuesday night. Okay. <laughs> Who, um, <laughs> what do you, uh, you guys got some holiday parties this weekend? No. No? no man. EDLC. What's EDLC? Everyday low cost. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I mean, as a broke person, yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know we had an abbreviation for it. <laughs> I it was just living. <laughs> uh, Okay. I'll probably go uh, down the street to um, this little craft beer shop and buy some uh, bourbon stouts. I had oh yeah I bought I bought one from uh, yeah I got a beast or uh, I got a Goose, Goose Island. Island I got a Goose Island one yeah there's two of them which one you have to be careful oh there's like eight but of the just regular bur- yeah. regular ones they made uh there's one that's a fourteen point seven percent ABV and there's one that's a fifteen point two the fifteen point two is much better. Uh, I taste are, those are actually considered really? beers and not like barley wine. I know, yeah. No, the the bourbon well, ones they're, are. They're aged in beers. bourbon barrels, yeah. Yeah. That, um, that'll uh, put you in a tub at the end of the night, my God. Yeah, I, I brought one over. I had one from 2016. I brought over to my cousins for Thanksgiving. It was really, really good. Um, but I taste tested both those side by side on Saturday, the 14.7 the 15.2. The 15.2 is much better. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, because you can just, uh, like, it's just barreled longer. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and there's, yeah, it is interesting, because you just have to look on the back of the bottle. It says the ABV. There's no difference in the bottle. Right. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, it's still good. I don't know. I do not know. All right, well. Well, how long are you? Later. White Claws age. Okay. Okay, cool. How come? <laughs> I don't keep them long enough to age. <laughs> 